You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Football Forecast Weekly, the most popular football program in America, featuring Dennis Tobler and Fred Wallen. Welcome to Football Forecast Weekly, everyone. My name is Dennis Tobler. I'm here at Bet Central in Las Vegas each and every week, bringing you the insights and information you need to better handicap this weekend's football games. And each and every week on this show, I have a tremendous co-host and sponsor or co-host and analyst with me and that is Mr. Fred Wallen. Fred is one of the sports talk radio superstars in the world of sports and it's really a pleasure to have him on every week. Fred welcome to the show. Thanks Dennis it's uh, been a lot of fun to do this and for the second year for me 35 years for you uh, on uh, Football Forecast Weekly. and got some college to talk about. we got some pro to talk about. And we got a sponsor to talk about. Yes, sir. Boy, we have a really exciting, a really exciting thing for our viewers out there. Uh, a contest on how you can play for tickets.com and go to the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona this year. You get two free tickets and $50,000 spending money. All you got to do is go to playfortickets.com. You pick seven games a week, side and total. If you win, you go into the drawing for the tickets to the big game. I cannot call it the Super Bowl. I have to call it the big game. So we will give you tickets to the big game to Glendale, Arizona, $50,000 in cold, hard cash to party your butt off while you're there. So everybody, I want you to write this down, playfortickets.com on behalf of Football Forecast Weekly and Play for Tickets. We want you all to enter this each and every week. I'm sure me and Fred will be playing each week. We can compare our results as we go along. Fred, what do you think of that? A free trip to the Super Bowl. You may not believe this, but I've already played. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, we know that works, so I want everybody out there to get your pencils and paper ready and play every week. And that's playfortickets.com. Let's go to Super Bowl. We'll see you there. All right. First of all, let's get back into the uh, football format here. Before we get to the NFL games, the college football has uh, jumped around a bit, and we're going to have the first four uh, playoff contenders listed this week. Um Fred, any comments on that? Just well, short comments. In the Pac-12, in the AP poll, we've got Oregon 8, uh, USC 9, UCLA 10, and Utah 12. 
However, none of those four will make it to the final four, in my humble opinion. It's very difficult. USC does not play Oregon. Oregon's already beaten UCLA. Of course, USC and UCLA will meet, but I don't think there's enough there for them to jump all the way into the top four. Now, this week, we've got a very, I mean, you got one versus two. For the, it's only happened like 25 times in the history of the AP poll where one meets uh, two. We got Tennessee uh, at, at uh, Georgia. And if you remember last year, about third or fourth week, I picked Georgia to win it all. And I was correct in that case. But in this case, they're giving nine to a pretty, a very good Tennessee club who beat Alabama by four. And uh, so I think I, between the two, I think I would take the nine rather than give the nine. Georgia might win it home, but. Nine's a big number. I don't know. What, what do you think, Dennis? I think nine's a big number on that, too. And I also want to say that uh, I think Tennessee and Georgia, between the two of them, if you look at the credentials right now, Tennessee will have to be rated number one and Georgia number two unless they give Georgia the, the you're the national champion until you're knocked off piece because Tennessee has beaten the tough teams, beat Alabama, and 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 really has put up the numbers and they were awesome in beating Kentucky last week. So, yeah, I I'm afraid the Southeast Conference is going to land some in there. Ohio State, no doubt, will make it in the final four. Let's just hope for some upsets so we can get somebody different in there. Uh, now, Michigan, uh, let's, let, me, let me just say this. Michigan uh, besting Michigan State uh, 29 to 7 last Saturday. They were 22 and a half point favorite. Oh, I yeah. have to say about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, the Big Ten's overrated. The Southeast Conference is overrated. I say it every year. I believe it every year. Well, let's move on over to the football for the NFL. Week number eight or nine, excuse me. We are at the halfway point now in the season. And there's a lot of things going on in pro football. And namely, everybody is pretty much equal when it comes to parity in the league. This week, we have buys going out for Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, the New York Giants, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco. So hopefully we have a little time to talk about some of these games. There are on the board because there's three of them that won't be. The first matchup, the Indianapolis Colts at the New England Patriots. New England came off with a big road win again last week. The Indianapolis Colts have what have they done? They fired their coordinator now. They benched Matt Ryan for the rest of the season. I'm not sure what else they can do. The line on this is the Patriots six. Well, I, I think it's a pretty high number, actually. But uh, I, I will say this. Uh, maybe Frank Reich is uh, battling for his job. You know, when you, when you start firing defensive coordinators, who's next? Uh, it could be the head coach. I, I think we've all seen that throughout the, our years of following pro football and college football and whatever. So I think six is a pretty big number, but so it's a game I, I wouldn't play either way, but you got, you got to give uh, uh, certainly uh, Belichick thinking ahead this time on the road. Uh, he played uh, uh, Mac Jones and, and Jones played pretty well uh, as far as the Patriots are concerned. So now when he's home, the fans will not be booing him every time he throws an incomplete pass because they like, uh, Zappy, of course. Uh, so I, I think Belichick uh, turned it around a little bit. And I think we know who the starting quarterback is going to be. And it's going to be Zach Jones, the rest of the Mac Jones, the rest of the way. And it uh, should be an interesting game. But again, uh, uh, with Rank right battling for his job, the, the Colts have a shot here. So six is too many. Six, 
it's it's too tough for me to make a decision on this game one way or the other. Well, it's a tough game. It should be a low-scoring game, too. And New England did play well with Mac Jones. I have to say this to you, Fred. They must have listened to you because you told them last week to make sure they played him and not Zappy. And that's exactly what they did, and they got off with the win in that that spot. So makes Belichick look good. I don't know. Six points is a pretty solid number here. I'm not sure the Colts can score. I don't know if they can. Uh, they got to be in disarray with the firings and the changing of the systems and everything. If I was to play this game, I'd play the Patriots and lay the points. We'll be back in just a short minute and have more NFL selections for you. So stick with us. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel it's that easy so call now and start packing call right now 800-496-0979 800-496-0979 800-496-0979 that's 800-496-0979 if you're living with diabetes and using insulin you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day injecting insulin three or more times per day or using an insulin pump call the diabetic health hotline today and learn about the latest CGM technology a CGM can immediately reduce pain it's accurate easy to use and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions and if you have Medicare you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Paid for by U.S. Medical Supply. Call 800-406-6098. That's 800-406-6098. Again, 800-406-6098. That's 800-406-6098. Welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly, everyone. My name's Dennis Tobler. I'm here with Fred Wallen, as usual, and we're giving you the rundown of this weekend's NFL games and some tidbits of advice to help you. And we also want to recommend that you go to playfortickets.com and put in your selections each week to go to the Super Bowl with $50,000 cash spending money. So don't forget about that. All right, the next game on the board, Fred, for you to take a look at is the Buffalo Bills, 13-point road favorites to the New York Jets, who played tremendously well so far this season, but last week they just didn't have it. Buffalo 13 on the road. You know, uh, the Bills are the Bills, and right now you'd have to say the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles on the other side would be the three teams favorite, obviously, in Vegas and everywhere else to win the big game, as you can call it, the Super Bowl, of course. So I think they'll score a lot of points here. I, I, I really do. If you saw the second half against the Packers, 
uh, they didn't score uh, a touchdown. So the point being, they will score in this case. And also, I think we've discovered through the last few years that uh, Allen is a very competitive guy. In the second half against the Packers, he threw two consecutive interceptions. And people are going to remember that. He doesn't want people to remember that. I think they might score 45 here. And uh, so uh, I definitely, I, I don't, with my money, I'm not giving 10, but I'm going the over here because I think they'll score 45 by themselves. Well, okay, you take the over. Buffalo's a 13-point road favorite. I'm kind of with you. I mean, I suppose everybody in the contest are going to take the Jets plus the 13 road points, but I'm telling you that Josh Allen is by far the best quarterback in the league. When he runs the ball, he runs with authority. He's a big man, and uh, he's just getting better as they go. I agree there's going to be 40 points scored by the Bills in this game. The total looks like a cinch lock over because the Jets can score. So I'm taking Buffalo in this one. I'm not going against the red-hot Bills. On to uh, another might be a stink em up game. Miami Dolphins at the Chicago Bears. Uh, last week, the Dolphins were only three and a half favorite. Now they're five point favorite over the Bears. The Bears fall, fell apart in Dallas. However, they did cut that game to five points before some crazy crap happened. And uh, Dallas ran away with it. But the Bears were in it all the way. Yeah, but now the Bears uh, get rid of Rykon Smith. Uh, the Bears are thinking of next year and the year after that. Tua, when he's played, the Dolphins are impossible to stop. If you take a look at their top two wide receivers, I'm not sure there are better top two on one team in the NFL. And uh, so I, I think they'll cover easily. I really do. I, I think it's the go-home time for Chicago, the Bears, and if it feels has a good game, fine. Or I don't think it matters. I think Miami, at this point, with Tua, the way he's playing, and the wide receivers, almost impossible to stop. So I'm taking the Dolphins. Well, that looks good on paper, and it certainly does the way the Bears could not stop Dallas last week. But I'm going to go a different route here. I mean, the Bears were in that game till the third quarter and some freaky stuff happened, like an interception. Nobody touched the guy. He gets up and runs 70 yards the other way for a touchdown. Uh, that turned that game around. Uh, the Bears were within five points at that time in the game. And then it just turned into a blowout. I think the Bears can score enough to stay within the five here. And especially they can run the ball on Miami and maybe run some of the time off keep it away from Tua. I'll take the Bears plus the points, so we're opposite there. The next matchup, the Minnesota Vikings playing the incredibly terrible Washington somethings. And the Vikings are three-and-a-half-point road favorites in this one. Commanders uh, did a miracle last week. Uh, they won three in a row now. Uh, but yeah. uh, Minnesota, I don't know how Minnesota's doing it, because if you look at the defensive stats, they're near the bottom of the league in almost every single defensive department. With that said, they're awfully, awfully tough to stop. They really are. They're, they're, their wide receivers uh, uh, are dominant. And uh, I think that uh, Cousins, uh, unvaccinated or not, has played better than most people expected this season. Not that he's ever won a big game, but I don't know if this would be considered a big game. So I'm taking the Vikings to beat the Commanders. Yeah, I, I wholly agree with you on this one. 
the line went from two and a half to three and a half. It'll probably be four or five before game time. The Vikings are playing great right now, except for defensively. But what would you have to worry about defensively against Washington? I mean, I don't even think they could score with the other team off the field. You know, it might take them three downs to score from the 10-yard line if the other team wasn't even on the field. But if you watch that game last week, the pass at the end of McLaurin from Heineke, that team is together. That team is, uh, I, I think they, they actually believe. So I, I don't think it'll be a dominant game. I just think Minnesota has a little bit more talent. Heineke, again, as I mentioned last week, played well last year. You know, just because uh, uh, Old Dominion does not mean you cannot be a good quarterback. This kid can be a good quarterback. Oh, so yeah. I think, uh, but, I, but in the end, the Vikings will find a way. They're doing everything right and uh, right. do everything right here. The upside for Heineke is there. It's just not, they just haven't played together enough. And the Vikings offense is meshed. Washington's going to have some morale problems down the road too, if they don't already, because of everything that's happened there. So I'm taking the Vikings. You're taking the Vikings. That might be one of our strongest plays. Let's try to squeeze one more in real quick in this last minute. Uh, Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. Last week, I gave Detroit a chance, and I'll never give them a chance again. Now, Green <laughs> Bay is a three-point road favorite in this matchup, and I can tell you who I'm taking. I'm taking Green Bay and laying the three. Well, this is one game where uh, Aaron Ego uh, will not be crying on the field at the end of the game. I do think the Lions will find a way to lose. And, and again, it doesn't really matter. You know, they were 31-27 last week. And remember, the, the games previous to this, they're shut out, and they score only six. Now they score 27, and it's still not enough. I think Campbell's uh, – I think Campbell most likely is gone at the end of the season unless a miracle happens, and I don't see the miracle happening this week. I'm not a Rodgers guy, but uh, he'll find uh, his young receivers here enough to beat Detroit Lions. I think so, too. I think it'll be a blowout. I think Detroit's done. All right, we'll be back with the rest of the NFL card and maybe some baseball and some Breeders' Cup information. So stay tuned right here on Football Forecast Weekly. Now place your bets. This groundbreaking film details the dramatic rise of legal sports betting in Las Vegas and its growth into a multi-billion dollar industry worldwide. Through in-depth interviews, personal accounts, and vintage footage, we highlight the key elements and milestones that shape the sports betting industry into what it is today. This history also dovetails with the changing fortunes of Las Vegas as a gambling town at turns overseen by the elements of organized crime, corporate interests, and the U.S. government. Featured prominently in the film are pioneer oddsmakers and historians who witness these events. Today, betting on sports is a popular pastime and a lifestyle choice for many Americans. Its appeal incorporates the innate drive for competition and the rewards of winning. Watch Now Place Your Bets on Amazon Prime and NowPlaceYourBets.com. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? 
low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. Call right now. 800-496-0979. 800-496-0979. 800-496-0979. That's 800-496-0979. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-854-6576. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-854-6576. That's 800-854-6576. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Welcome back, everyone. Dennis Tobler here in Beth Central. Fred Wallen and I are going through this weekend's NFL matchups as we are at the halfway point in the season. And we're going to take a close look at a, a very interesting game, early game next week, where the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, go on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta came back last week, surprised everybody. They've played very well all year, and I haven't been ashamed to take them in these matchups, and they've been winning. Now, the Chargers, of course, they're a three-point favorite on the road here, but you know what? I just don't know whether they have came together or not, don't know if they can stop anybody or not. I think going across the country and playing a 10 a.m. game is going to hurt the Chargers a little bit. They did not stay anywhere else but L.A. after the last game. Atlanta Falcons plus three is my selection here, Fred, and I doubt you agree. No, I mean, uh, I think I'd lean toward Atlanta, to tell you the truth. Well, because, you know, you got Brandon Staley as your coach. you got major problems going in. Listen, Herbert is going to be a Hall of Fame type quarterback 15 years from now after he retires, barring injuries. Okay, so it's not on him. Uh, Keenan Allen had missed uh, what four games and then he comes back last week, but then Mike Williams gets hurt. So now we're not sure about Williams uh, playing in this one or not. And that's going to make a difference. Eckler, obviously a fine running back. Atlanta won a miraculous game last week. And, and you know, something we can talk about is the ego of some of these players. You've got DJ Moore of Carolina catching look like the winning touchdown pass because all they have to do is kick the extra point. The extra point now, of course, uh, 12 and then 10, 10, so uh, like 20 yards away. However, he takes his helmet off. So instead of a 22-yard field goal, it becomes, uh, what, a 37-yard field goal. You take your helmet off in the NFL, 
it's a 15 yard penalty on sportsmanlike conduct, this and that, and they miss uh, uh, and and uh, Panero misses the extra point. So it's tied. Now it goes to overtime. Panero has a chance to win it. He misses again. Not on Panero, it's on DJ Moore for taking his darn helmet off. There's no reason to. If you're a Carolina fan, I'd boo him every time he comes on the field of play. I don't care if he catches the touchdown pass. you got to think. Do you not, Dennis? I mean, some of these guys just simply don't think. No, I, I can't stand the uh, the way the game's played with all of this this uh, hyping and jumping and taunting going on. I mean, when I played in the league, somebody would smack you in the mouth, knock your teeth out if you did that. And I know these guys are trying to do that, but they're so padded up they can't hurt anybody. But that guy taking his helmet off was a ridiculous a reaction to scoring a touchdown and you're right. It put them back behind the yard marker where their field goal quicker couldn't even kick the extra point game ends up in a tie. He misses another extra or he misses another field goal in the extra overtime. And what happens? They lose. Well, I'm you're right. It's not on the kicker. It's on the guy that did that. And it's also on the coaches. You know, if you can't teach your players to keep their helmets on and keep their damn mouth shut, you know, you don't need to play. You notice the very good teams that win the Super Bowls, you don't see them running up and down to the end zone and posing in the end zone and acting like a bunch of damn fools. You see them going back to the bench and high-fiving each other like they've been there before. So that was one of the sickest things I've ever seen. It cost a game. I can't imagine how much money the swing costs in the world of sports betting. So, yeah, I am against all of that stuff. And it seems to be that way in society. Everybody has a big mouth and the big mouth seem to get all the attention. And that's just really too bad, especially in football. So, yeah, they paid the price for it. And I'm glad they did. I think, um, uh, I think because of the victory though, I think Atlanta, uh, uh, Arthur Smith, I, I, I think uh, Atlanta will have some momentum. And that, that's what I'm looking at here. So I'm gonna take the Falcons against the Chargers. And find out that how surprises it me that you take the Falcons there, but I'm taking the Falcons too. I mean, until they do something wrong, you almost have to. And look, I think the Chargers have played plenty of road games this year already, right? I mean, seems to me like they've been on the road a lot. This 10 a.m. game, look, when you're out here in the Pacific Coast and our time zone, we don't like to get up early in the morning to do the TV show three hours earlier either. But, you know, we have to do that. So they're going to have to play three hours earlier, and it's not going to be fun for San Diego in that matchup. But you know what? There's, but, hey, but, there, but there's one change. Saturday night, Sunday morning, we lose daylight savings. Oh, so yeah. It's, so it's back an hour. So actually, it's only a two-hour differential as far as the start time is concerned. So I, but I, I, I still don't make the difference for them. They will, they will have time for their eggs and orange juice. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on down to surprising Carolina Panthers on the road to pay a disappointing Cincinnati ball club coming off their, their uh, Monday night matchup where they really stunk up the place. Carolina is doing it with smoke and mirrors. I have no idea how they did the over the past week line on the Bengals was nine and a half. It opened this week at eight. They're down to seven now. So people are actually playing Carolina against Cincinnati at Cincinnati this week. The line's seven, 43 and a half. Do you think Joe can possibly play worse than he played on Monday night? He had 75 passing yards through three quarters. 
and the rest was garbage time. So he had 75, where if you're playing fantasy, like I was, I assumed he was going to have 300 by that point. He had 75 total yards Monday night, three quarters through the game. Now, you think he's going to play two bad games in a row? Now, look, the loss of Chase it hurts badly. But they've got uh, Boyd and Higgins, and they'd be number one uh, wide receivers on almost any team in the National Football League. So it's not as if he doesn't have top-notch receivers. He's got Mixon as a running back who can certainly 100, 150 yards on the ground. So I don't think they can possibly play two pathetic games back-to-back. Uh, I, I, I just don't. I think he's too good to do that. So I'm telling you, I'm going to give the seven or the eight, and I'm going to have the advantage that they did play so horribly on Monday night that the line actually dropped. So I'm, I'm going with the, the Bengals here to win big time and also a lot of points. Yeah, um, the Bengals, one of their biggest problems is the offensive line. Joe yeah. cannot simply pass the ball when he's being rushed in two seconds. I mean, he's got less than two seconds sometimes to get rid of the ball. That's not going to work in the NFL. Now, I'm not that honed in on the Carolina Panthers, okay? I mean, I, I thought they've overachieved every game they've played this year. So I'm hesitant about this. But, man, if Cincinnati wants to go anywhere in the playoffs, they're going to have to turn it around emotionally here. I agree with you. The line's only seven. Possibly it might go down a little bit because of the trend on this. It's trending that way. I don't look for it to go back up to eight or nine for sure. So, you know, I'm going to take Cincinnati in this one. And even if it gets to seven and a half, I still have confidence that Cincinnati will cover that number. The total is only 43. So who's not going to score? Carolina, you know, they're not going to score. I think that's what you have to look at. Look, if you told somebody, Monday night, last Monday night, it was Cleveland versus Cincinnati, and the final score was 32 to 13. Who would you presume won the game? Cincinnati. You think Cincinnati. All right. You got to give the Browns credit. Obviously, their defensive front uh, did damage, as you just indicated, against a, a bad offensive line for the Bengals. The teams have a way of coming back if you've got a top-notch quarterback like this. I, I just have a hunch that they're going to score big time. They're going to cover the seven, seven and a half or eight. And uh, I think we're going to get the advantage of a point or two as indicated. So I'm going with the Bengals to win big time uh, versus Carolina. And also the other side is DJ Moore. He cost them the game against Atlanta. So how is this team going to now inspire itself to come back up when they should have won last week? They didn't. So all things considered, the Bengals big time. Yeah, I think I think we've got a couple of these games nailed really tight this week, and that's one of them too. I mean, that's just simply an overlay. Uh, Carolina, I don't care what they have; they don't have anything in that can compete with the Super Bowl runner-up from last year. All right, here's an interesting game. I'm right here in Las Vegas. I should know everything about the Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, I'll tell you what I do know. They've got a terrible coach. I do know that. And I do know now that the public is down on Derek Carr. And I don't know why they're so down on Derek Carr, because I believe it's the coach that's bringing him down. The Raiders, they started one and a half point favorites. Their lousy performance last week, take them down to one. But Jacksonville, they're on the road to play Jacksonville. I should get it straight first. The Raiders are at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's coming back from their loss to Denver in London last week. 
And I want to make a note of this for all you fans out there. The Raiders did not come home last weekend after their loss in New Orleans. They went directly to Florida. So they're, they're down in Jacksonville right now practicing in the fair weather, getting ready for this game. So the travel both directions is going to counter, contradict each other. I don't think it's going to have an effect one way or the other. I just think the Raiders are a better team, but I have lost complete faith in that coach of theirs because their, their offensive plan last week should have been to throw, 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 throw. And he doesn't throw, throw, throw. And he doesn't throw to Devontae Adams. I, I, and that's the coach's fault, okay? He's, he, just, he just doesn't throw to him. In the first half, he didn't even have one target. How are they going to score any points? So in this matchup here, I'm going to take the Raiders because I think they have a better team. I think Jacksonville traveled. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. That's what I think. I have 48 is the total on this one. This one could be could get up to 60 because both teams are going to score in this matchup. Look, Derek Carr can throw the ball down the field to any of his receivers. It's got to be the coaches calling the plays that lets him do that. So with the public here in Las Vegas all over Derek Carr, I mean, they, are, they think he's the one that's a problem. And uh, I look for him to put a pretty – pretty good game against Jacksonville I'm going to hold my nose and take the Raiders you know uh, I play fantasy that's my number one thing I, I really enjoy fantasy and I really uh, thought the Raiders would score quite a few points last week instead they scored none uh, having played fantasy for many 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 years one thing comes to mind usually after a horrendous week the thing turned around the next week. I also had Jacobs uh, running back. I thought he gained another 100 yards. I think he gained 40-something. Uh, Carr was pathetic, uh, no question about that. But you mentioned, you know, Josh McDaniels. I mean, he was horrible as a Denver coach. He, we knew he was going to be horrible here. What possibly could ownership had possibly thought of <laughs> that he's going to automatically, miraculously turn around to become a good coach? Listen. There are a lot of guys who are good defensive coordinators, can't be head coaches. A lot of guys, good offensive coordinators. They're not great head coaches. You can't get shut out 24-0. And again, I asked you before, if you hear the score is 24-0 last week, well, I, I guess the Raiders would give up some points, but so I don't know. But the point is, you can't get shut out. Carr didn't play well, but it's mostly on the coach, as you indicated. They've got a running back in Jacobs, one of the top five to six, seven running backs in the National Football League. They've got the wide receivers. They haven't thrown to Renfro. I don't know how many weeks now. Uh, eventually they will. I'm taking the Raiders, and, and I'm taking them bigger than you. I, I think they'll win pretty easily here, and I think they made a smart move by not flying all the way back to Vegas after the trip to London. They cut it in half. They're going to be into the time zone in Jacksonville. So I'm taking the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I agree. And I, I want to say something about these uh, these uh, analytics and everything that they they talk about uh, with the TV announcers during these games. At one point in that Raiders game, they said they said, uh, uh, what's our running backs name? Jacobs. Um, Jacobs. They said Jacobs was the number one threat in the NFL on first down. That's on somebody's analytics. Well, if they have J Jacobs as a number one threat on first down in the entire NFL, you can dump those analytics in the trash, okay? Because he's not one. He's not even close to a threat at any time in the game. 
He's lucky if he can get four yards when he runs the ball. So, you know, these analytics and everybody's talking about stuff, frankly, right here, what we have is the Raiders gave up the game last week. They're going to Jacksonville. They know it's an easier out. They're going to win this game because they know they can. They're going to score a ton of points too. The Raiders are over folks. Take it to the bank. Okay. Uh, we're going to move up to the West part of the country or to the left coast, should I say. Seattle Seahawks, surprising everybody. Geno Smith should be the MVP at this point. The Arizona Cardinals on at home taking on these high-flying Seahawks. That's all I can say about them. Uh, Arizona opened as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. They went to two points on this one. I think this will be a hell of a matchup. What do you think, Fred? I think Arizona has a horrendous uh, record at home. We know that. Yeah. However, in this case, it's going to sound nuts. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, I think their, their team, and it's in Kingsbury, again, his job is on the line. So I think they might play pretty well here. Hopkins has made a difference as far as Murray is concerned. He's got a number one guy to throw to. Robbie Anderson might play in this one, too. Uh, so he'll make a difference because he, when he plays, he, he's darn good. But as far as Seattle is concerned, you, they'd be one of the biggest surprises, if not the biggest surprise in the whole National Football League. Right now, I, I would, ha would have to say Geno Smith for sure is comeback player of the year and maybe most valuable player. You know, if they continue on this way, who would have expected after losing Russell Wilson to have Geno Smith play as well as he has? So I'm going over. I think both teams will score a lot of points. And since the number is so small, I think I'm taking Arizona this time to win at home. Yeah, the number is pretty small for Arizona. And one of these days they're going to win a home game because they have to. The total on this one's 50 and a half. So that's an indicator that you're absolutely right. They're going to score a ton of points in this matchup. I believe they will too. Uh, Geno Smith, to have Geno Smith take over for Russell Wilson and then have Seattle be in the top spot in the AFC West, I think going down to take on Arizona, they, they might be too happy with themselves at this point. I think Arizona might run the score up in this particular situation. And I don't think they can keep Seattle from scoring. So I believe the total is the play here over the 50 and a half. But I'm going to take Arizona too. I just think that a lot of these, these trends that come like Arizona not winning at home, you know, for time in, time out over a couple of spans of seasons. Well, pretty soon they'll win every home game for a couple of seasons and the law of averages will pick it up. So here we are again on the same side, the same total. We must be going to kill them this week. We want to make sure we put our picks in to play for tickets.com. That's for sure. Okay. Uh, let's, Let's move on down, and you have more insights on this game than probably anybody. And this is the L.A. Rams on the road to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody knows everybody's problems. Fred, tell us about the Rams. Okay. Forget everything else. Less than a minute to go. The Rams are down 31-14. Why the hell is Cooper Cup in the lineup? Please explain. There is no explanation. After the game, uh, they indicated, yeah, I might have made a mistake. Well, you might have made a mistake, 
you'd have pulled him out. Most coaches would have pulled him early in the fourth quarter, not with less than a minute to go. It was the third to last play of the game. And if you missed it, folks, you hurt his ankle. Now they're saying now it's not serious. Now I'm worried about this. Will they play him, even if it's more serious than they're saying, just they don't want to make the coach McVay look horrible? I mean, that, that's a you know, conceivability in this world, crazy world of 2022. They may play him, even though he shouldn't be playing, just to make the coach look good. And then they'll say he got hurt in this, in this game here. So based on that, I can't see Brady losing four in a row. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay over my Los Angeles Rams. And I've been a Ram fan since the age of five. McVeigh's an overrated coach. That was the one of the worst. I mean, it's like you can't, when I said about the three worst coaches, but the worst possible decision was keeping Cup in there at the end. Why? Why? You, you wouldn't have, say you're not going to cover. You're not going to win. There's no reason for it. You've proven for 59 minutes plus that you can't move on San Francisco. Why play Cooper Cup? Dennis, you're a smart guy. Give me one logical reason why he was in. No, I don't know. And uh, they seem to want to run up their statistics and stuff. But in those situations with those kind of players, you can't take that risk. And they've been playing the quarterbacks and Josh Allen's running like a wild man. All of that stuff they better be careful of. You get hurt once, your season's done. You get hurt like like some of them have in the past and you get your leg broke off, you never play again. So, yeah, that was ridiculous. And uh, – I don't know about the Rams. This game has me befuddled. I'll tell you that for sure. I, the the Tampa Bay Bucks being a three-point favorite when I'm not sure they can beat anybody. Brady sucks. And it just goes to show what happens when the women take the plug out of you and the air comes out because your morale goes down. He has not had his game, his his head in any of these football games this year. And I'm not giving him any respect in that regard because I don't know if they can get by the, the Rams defense. The Rams defensive front needs to put quick pressure on Brady and they can win. I'm going to go against you here. No, I'm not. I'm changing my mind. When Fred <laughs> Wallen goes with the Rams, goes against the Rams on the road, I'm going against the Rams on the road, okay? So there you go. I'm taking the Rams. We got one more matchup to quickly get through here, Fred, and this is uh, Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Sunday night game this week, the Chiefs are 12-point favorites. The Titans are 47 the total. Uh, how do you see this one? Another blowout? Well, I see Henry not gaining 200 yards on the ground, even though the Chiefs do not have the world's greatest defense. I admit that. I love watching Mahomes. I really do. I just think uh, uh, he's so, he is so much fun to watch. I think it'll be a blowout, but I don't think uh, the, the total – uh, I'm not sure Tennessee is going to score a lot here. I just have this word. I'm not even sure if it's going to be Tannehill or Willis uh, at this point uh, in the week. So, uh, you know, Willis is not bad. Tannehill, of course, their starting quarterback, didn't play last week. Uh, so uh, 47 seems like pretty high unless Kansas City scores all by themselves. So uh, it's an, another game that I'm not strong on one way or the other. I think that uh, obviously the Chiefs are going to win it. But are they going to cover that big spread? That's open to question, and that's why the fun of uh, uh, playing the games. That's the that's the fun of wagering and betting and things like that. So I, I am going to uh, uh, bet uh, analytic wise, uh, fantasy wise. Uh, this should be a big uh, night for Mahomes. But as far as uh, are they going to cover the spread? I don't know. I think it's going. I think it's going to be a, an under game. 
Yeah, I kind of agree about the end of the game, maybe, because Tennessee's not going to be able to score. They're certainly not going to be able to keep up scoring with Kansas City. Kansas City's going to move the ball up and down the field. And what uh, what's Tennessee going to do with either one of those quarterbacks? They're not going to be able to run it to, to the very end and, and come out smelling like a rose here. This looks like a blowout to me. It looks like Kansas City gets a chance to win one 34 to 10 or something like that. And uh, that's kind of how I see that game. I'm taking Kansas City laying the points in this matchup. So stay with us. We'll be back with our Monday night game after this. Now place your bets. This groundbreaking film details the dramatic rise of legal sports betting in Las Vegas and its growth into a multi-billion dollar industry worldwide. Through in-depth interviews, personal accounts, and vintage footage, we highlight the key elements and milestones that shape the sports betting industry into what it is today. This history also dovetails with the changing fortunes of Las Vegas as a gambling town at turns overseen by the elements of organized crime, corporate interests, and the U.S. government. Featured prominently in the film are pioneer oddsmakers and historians who witness these events. Today, betting on sports is a popular pastime and a lifestyle choice for many Americans. Its appeal incorporates the innate drive for competition and the rewards of winning. Watch Now Place Your Bets on Amazon Prime and NowPlaceYourBets.com. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today and learn about the latest CGM technology. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and help you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And if you have Medicare, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Paid for by U.S. Medical Supply. Call 800-406-6098. That's 800-406-6098. Again, 800-406-6098. That's 800-406-6098. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel it's that easy so call now and start packing call right now 800-496-0979 800-496-0979 800-496-0979 that's 800-496-0979 well the monday night game this week is a very interesting matchup it finds the baltimore ravens on the road to play the new orleans saints the Saints demolished the Las Vegas Raiders last week in a game that looked like Las Vegas was still here and wasn't there. Um, <laughs> the, the, 
the Baltimore Ravens, they continue to win, but they win badly. And their defense just doesn't seem to match up with the others. I mean, with other Baltimore teams is what I'm meaning about their defense. They are three-point road favorites at the Saints this week. The Saints have got a triumvirate of quarterbacks down there, and how they use them depends on how they play. Fred, taking a look at this Monday night game, do you think Baltimore is going to run over New Orleans? No, I don't think they'll, they'll run over them. Uh, uh, again, Lamar Jackson has certainly had his great moments, and uh, but he also makes some key mistakes, as you just indicated. Uh, should be an interesting battle, and uh, Saints a little bit surprising. Uh, um, and uh, so I, it's a game that, uh, that I'm not really strong on one way or the other. And, you know, as we get closer to the game, we'll find out about injuries and things like that. And that will make a difference. But it uh, should be an interesting Monday night game and on ESPN. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think uh, the Saints uh, are playing very well. I like the fact that they got three quarterbacks that they can move around. And uh, I think it's worked well for them. It, it kept Las Vegas off balance the whole day. And they, they couldn't get anything going on offense either, which really is a strange situation because the Raiders should have been able to throw all day long against the Saints beat up secondary, and they weren't able to. I don't know whether Lamar is going to be able to pass against the Saints, but in my book, if I was a coach, an offensive coordinator, that's all I would do is pass against the Saints. I mean, I'd short, throw short passes for my running game, and I'd try to hit them deep all the time because the Saints defense is not there. Now, Baltimore, their quarterback doesn't have the ability to see the field all at once. He takes off running before he can do that. But in this matchup, it might help him to be able to run the ball so well. So uh, the total on the game is 48 and a half. To me, I think they're both gonna score. I like the over 48 and a half. Um, do you have any opinions on the total? I think over is, is the better of the, of the two possibilities here. But again, one thing we have to mention, the Raiders are coached, last time I checked, by Josh McDaniels. So that really shouldn't count as a win. Um, you know, it's really interesting in this league right now. The Chargers have Staley. Let's go, Staley. Uh, we got McDaniels here. And Denver won last week, of course, uh, in London. But uh, you, you really can't take Hackett seriously. And now with the new ownership, I think if they don't end the season on a positive note, Hackett's going to be gone after one year. So we have really bad three turkey-type coaches in the National Football League right now. It's an embarrassment, to tell you the truth. Yes, it is. And uh, we agree, Baltimore and over on Monday night. Thank you, everyone. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.